Hello and welcome to Lead Empower Grow Sales Edition, a podcast going through the ins and outs of being a great salesperson in the financial services industry. Our guest today is Senior Marketing Director Shi Lu out of Southern California on Team Resilience. She's a referral expert who shot up to one of the top 15 producers in personal points this month. You can learn a lot from this conversation, especially new agents. So I want to get right down to it. Take it away, Director of Sales Andy Cowan. Hello, FFS Nation. This is Andy Cowan, Director of Sales here. Welcome back for another sales edition of our podcast. As you know, this is the version of the Lead, Empower, and Grow podcast where we focus on producers. We focus on people who are out there in the field putting up, frankly, a lot of personal production points up on the board. And to help us today, if you remember from our first edition, we were out in Charlotte, North Carolina. This time we're going coast to coast. We're going out to Southern California. We have none other than Chi Lu to help us, obviously a member of Team Resilience. Right now, as of November 10th, 2022, Chi is in the top 15 in personal points. So ladies and gentlemen, please get your notepad out, take some notes, and pay attention because this lady knows what she's doing. Chi, welcome to the show. I'm really excited that you came on today to be with us. How are you? I am great. Andy, thank you so much for having me on your show, and hello, FFS. I want to start at the beginning. You know, and I say at the beginning, the beginning of the sales process, right? And what I'm talking about specifically is prospecting. Now, when it comes to prospecting, I think many people feel this is the hardest part of sales, finding new people, finding new prospects, finding new clients to talk to, right? And to share your value and how you can help them. I know you're active online. I see your videos. I, I'm sure you have other ways of meeting prospects as well. But if you don't mind, let's start there. What have you done this year? Where are you finding new prospects and how are you doing it? So this year is a little bit different for me because I'm getting on to TikTok and uh, doing video towards TikTok and get to reach out and talk to a lot of people through my channel. And my husband, he's been helping me to get the message across and open up the conversation because nowadays you can't really get new prospects or new clients if you're just sitting at home hoping for people to call you or to reach you, right? So you yourself have to go out there, expand your network, or if you don't have a network, just, just go out there and borrow somebody else's network. That's what we've been trying to do. So we've been going to meeting events, meeting other people, once you know one person in that group, and eventually you will expand your network and know more people. You know, you bring up a really good point. When I first got into this industry back in 2006, my first sales manager told me, he said, Andy, this is a contact sport. You have to go out and contact people. And oftentimes when I'm talking to, especially newer agents and newer agents who come to us who don't have a sales background, Forget about financial services, forget about insurance, just people who don't have a sales background. They're like, how do I get better at just talking to people? And what I always recommend for anyone who's listening on this, if, if you really struggle to expand your network, what I'd really challenge you to do is just go up and start random conversations with people in the grocery store or at the mall or at the store, like just wherever you go, right? If you're picking your kid up from soccer practice or whatever the case may be, just start randomly going up to people and start asking them questions. And if they leave that conversation thinking, wow, that person was nice and they were very interested in me, then you did a great job. The more of that you can do, the better you'll be in this job because what she said is very important. You have to get out there. I want to go back. 
you, you mentioned your spouse is helping you. Talk about what it's like when you do this business and you have the support of your spouse. Oh, man. For the past nine years, I've been doing it by myself. My husband fully supports me from helping me with the kids and whenever I travel to different states and he never give me any hard time. But the thing is, when I don't have a person that I can go home to and try to express what I'm having a hard time at work, because he doesn't really know and he doesn't really walk in the same path, it's a little bit harder. But now he's coming to the training. He's been learning and observing. And before, when he's trying to help me, he doesn't really know what to say. But now, you know exactly what to say and how to say it. So it's totally, extremely helping me with my business when I have my other half joining me. We have a lot of husband and wife teams, right? A lot of partnerships that way. And it's something that I just, I'm really, I'm happy for you to hear that. That's a wonderful thing. And I think it speaks to the success you're having a little bit this year. Okay. So let's keep the sales process moving along here. What I mean by that is that we found a prospect, right? Someone's interested. You got an appointment set with them. They're coming into your office, or maybe it's a virtual meeting. Talk to me a little bit about what your appointment process looks like, especially for when you're meeting with someone for the first time. Talk to me a little bit how you discover what their needs are, what their goals are. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yes. The most important thing is listen. You listen more than you talk. The more questions you ask, first of all, you get to know your clients. You have to observe and engage in the conversation, engage in what they are telling you. Because without knowing exactly what the needs are, there's no way you can close that sales because you're just trying to give them what you want to give them instead of what they want and instead of cater to their needs. So the minute I sit down with them, I just open up a very, very friendly conversation asking them about their family, asking them how many children they have. So we have like a very easy conversation. And then I go in to ask them what's their struggle? What do they need? Things like that. And and if you come across something that they should look into and they say, oh, you know what? Let me think about it. Because you already know what their needs and what they want, just go back and remind them why are they here in the first place. The closing rate for me for the first meeting is very high, probably like around 70, 75%. You said something that I think is really profound there a minute ago, and that is you do a lot more listening Mm -hmm. and a lot less talking, especially in that first meeting, because a lot of people who are in sales, they spend a lot of time acting like a salesperson where they just want to run their commercial and say whatever it is they think they need to say in order to convince someone to do something. When in fact, your approach is really what people need to do. And that is just ask really good questions and listen. And frankly, I think care about your prospect, care about your client, care about people and care about helping them. You mentioned a few questions that you ask, right? You start a nice conversation about their kids and about their family, all that kind of stuff. What kind of questions do you start asking then to learn more about where they are financially and then where they would like to be? How do you learn more about their goals? Can you give our listeners a few examples of those types of questions? 
So I would ask them, what's their income? What they currently do? Do they have any children? Do they have any outstanding debt? Do they have any large mortgage? When do they want to retire? What's their concerns? What is their goal in retirement? And then narrow down to their needs and their wants, and then we can help them. The closing rate is so high because I'm not trying to sell them anything. I just cater to what they need and the problem that they currently have that they don't even see. So I don't just look at the growth. I don't just tell them the number, okay, you're going to have a large amount of retirement income later on. But instead, I will show them if something happened to that person, to you, how is this money paying out financially? How's your family going to handle this? And so I'm just helping them redirect their current saving to maybe the IUL products, or if they have money in an IRA that, that is been losing money, then I can redirect that money and roll over to an annuity that can protect that money. As long as you can show them the value that you bring, that's why the rate of closing is high because you care and you show them the way to go instead of trying to sell them a product. You have a great point in that you are not just out there trying to sell Index Universal Life. You're not out there trying to sell an annuity. You are just out there trying to solve problems. And that is the message I try really hard to tell people all throughout the country, whether I'm doing a Zoom call or whether I'm up there on the road traveling or it's just a phone call. People sometimes will come to me and say, hey, I want to do a presentation on this or I want to talk to people about that. And I say, well, that's fine, but why don't you just ask the client what they're really worried about and show them some problems they may have and then some potential solutions as opposed to just going out and telling them, oh, look, I have this really cool IUL. We do have really cool IULs and that's great and they're wonderful tools to use, but people don't care until you've shown them that you care about them and their situation and their family and how you can improve their situation. So I think it's a great approach and obviously your results speak for themselves. So great job as far as all that goes. Have you had much success this year cross-selling things, meaning you have a client who's bought a life insurance policy and maybe you think they could benefit from an annuity or maybe they've bought an annuity and you think they could benefit from a life insurance policy or some other product. Have you had much success cross-selling this year? Yes. I mean, people love the annuity products with the upside gain and no downside risk. To be honest, annuity is not that hard to sell. It's just that I have a hard time meeting clients close to retirement <laughs> because, you know, frankly, most of my friends, most of the people that I'm with, most of them are very young. But now I'm thinking, what do I need to do to have more annuity clients? So what I do is I borrow other people's network. <laughs> so I add in more business partner who are close to retirement. I mean, they're in their 50, close to 60. So from there open up an annuity plan for them. And then from that person, you can eventually have referral. So that's how my business goes. I, I work with one client and then that one client will refer me to another client, helping them roll over to protect their 401k or their IRA and then talk to them about why don't you look at another option where you can save money tax-free inside of a life insurance plan. Most people think life insurance is just for the debt. 
But nowadays, our life insurance plan is totally different than the old type of life insurance plan. Nowadays, you are your own beneficiary of your plan. Gee, I would say there's never been a better time to be a life insurance agent. When you look at what these products can do, and you look at how many people out there in the world really need them, whether it's for cash accumulation, whether it's for death benefit, whether it's for living benefit, whatever the case may be, it has never been a better time. And there's, frankly, there's never been fewer life insurance agents out there in the world than there have been today. So it's a wonderful time to be in this industry. You took my next question away from me, but it's kind of a perfect segue at the same time. And I want to talk to you about referrals. You know, you have this client, you're meeting with more business owners who are closer to retirement and they refer you to someone else. What are you specifically asking your client to gain that referral? What question do you ask or how do you position it in a way so that you can meet your next client? Can you give us more details? Sure. You know, I always feel kind of weird when I ask somebody a favor. That's how I feel before. But nowadays, right after I talk to a client and help them set up either an IUL or a rollover, I would ask them right away. I said, you know, many people are looking for this type of plan or they are not aware of the potential of the IUL or they are not aware there's a product where they can roll over their money and continue to accumulate without the risk. People just don't know. So if you know anybody from your workplace close to retirement age or if you know somebody that would need this type of product, please share the information with them and please refer them so then I can help them. It depends on what type of policy that I'm setting for my clients. And then I can segue into asking them referring. I tell them after the sale. And then when I deliver the policy, again, I remind them, please share this wonderful product to people around you. Or if you want to go another step further, You can say, do you know anybody that would need this type of plan? Write down the name, write down the number, and can I call them or can you please let them know that I'm calling them? So that's how you continue to have refer. And 80, I think 80% of my new business is through refer. Say that one more time. You said 80 to 90% of new business? Yeah. (laughs) I don't do a lot of marketing. TikTok, I'm recently just starting so we do have some clients from there but a large amount of new clients are still through refer so you've heard me listeners time and time again say it is important it is paramount that you ask for referrals and you look at chi and what she's accomplished this year again i'll repeat it top 15 i think as of today you're number 14 so i'm just going to say top 15 and personal points up there on the board And most of it, 80 to 90% is from referrals. So for those of you who are afraid to ask for referrals, or maybe you feel a little weird about it, I think it's time to get over it because look at what she is doing. And, you know, look, prospecting can be hard. Let's not sugarcoat it. If you can get it done through referrals, it is much, much easier. So please start asking and get over that fear, that hesitancy of asking for a favor. As she said, she's done it. She's gotten over it and look at her success. Yeah. And it's so much easier when you have a client through referral because if a client sits in front of you, if they don't really know you, whatever you're trying to tell them, they're going to think that you are trying to sell them something. But a person who already purchased it, who already love it and share with you that plan, of course, you 
already trusting in that agent. So that's why the closing sale is even easier if you have a referral. Chi, you are coming up on your 10-year anniversary. I don't know if you knew that or not with FFS. Did you know that? You started in January of 2013. Wow, really? <laughs> so is it 10 years anniversary already? It will be in January. So early congratulations to you. Thank you as well because of all the hard work you've put in over the previous decade. Since your 10-year anniversary is approaching, I wanted to ask you, with everything that you've learned along the way, what advice would you give to the brand new agent who's getting started this month? They got their license, they're now commission qualified, and they're now just getting started. What advice would you give to that new person? First of all, don't feel bad if people say no to you because you are so new that they don't have the trust in you yet. You're going to go through the up and down. The most Hurtful feeling is when you're talking and approaching your family, your own family, and they say no to you. But that's okay. That's okay. Just continue doing what you do. Don't give up. If I give up 10 years ago, I wouldn't be the chi now. I just continue doing what I'm doing. And eventually you will have a clients that are willing to sit and listen to you, that want to support you. And then from that client, you will ask them for their help to refer you to a different client. So that's how it's been working for me. If you don't have any content, just share. Just share, borrow other people's content and share it. And people, even though they haven't opened up any retirement plan with me yet, it's okay. I know for sure that if they ever need, they know who to come to. You just hang in there, continue to learn. Don't be shy. I used to be so shy. And now forcing myself to talk to other people so that I can be able to just talk to anybody that I just barely meet. Well, I tell you what, it is certainly working for you. You are, as I've said a couple of times now on the call, you're having a great year. You've had great years before this as well, but you're having a great year and you're certainly a force inside of FFS. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for coming on to the show. I hope that our listeners will start doing a few things after listening to your story, Chi. One, momentum can be hard to start, but once you get it, once you get some momentum, it gets a whole lot easier. So just keep pushing and eventually that momentum will go your way as far as it goes with personal sales and personal production. But two, for those of you who aren't already, please start asking for referrals. <laughs> it's not that hard. I know it's a little weird. I know it could be a little awkward, but please start asking for referrals. And then lastly, what she talked about in her appointment process at the beginning of our episode, that appointment process is so, so important. Have your questions prepared and make sure you do a lot of listening. If you listen enough, the client will tell you everything you need to know and how you can solve their problems. So again, Chi, thanks for coming on today. Please keep up the great work. A happy early 10-year anniversary. It's coming up soon in a few months. And any last things you'd like to say? I just want you to know that we always have setbacks. It's not just a new agent, anybody. There's some time that they do have setbacks. But you know what? As long as you continue to be stronger because of those setbacks, it will launch you to a bigger thing. And then you will start seeing that your career will be a lot nicer. 
Well said, Chi. It's not always easy, right? But if you stick with it, good things will happen. Chi, thanks again for being on the show today. She has to run to an appointment here in about a half hour, so we got to let her run. Uh, but thank you for being here, and good luck the rest of the year. I wish you all the best and the best. And we wish you the best, Chi. To hear more from great producers and salespeople like Chi, listen to past episodes of Sales Edition with Andy Cowan, wherever you get your podcasts, or at firstfinancialsecurity.com. And check out our standard episodes of Lead and Power Grow while you're at it, featuring entrepreneurs sharing their own experiences as business builders. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you.